Hello and welcome to another wannabe entrepreneur episode. How are you? Everything okay? I hope the weekend was great and you were able to relax and now you are ready for another week of indie hacking. I am ready, but I'm also a bit tired because last week was really, really busy. A lot of work and I'll tell you why. I have a lot of cool things to tell you actually. Some things are very exciting, very new and others are just updates on my projects. Most likely, the most exciting things are the sponsorship of this podcast. By the way, in this episode, you will hear the first ever sponsored section. And I'm a little bit, I'm excited and at the same time fearful because I was always very against sponsorships and I really want to do this right. I want to speak about tools that I, I believe can help you and me in our indie hacking journey. So that will be interesting. And I want to tell you the whole story behind it. Then I'll be speaking about my freelancing. As you probably know, if you've been following me, I, I needed a little bit more cash flow, a little bit extra money here for, for my income. So I've, I've started doing some kind of freelancing and, and I've tried to find some kind of jobs that still allow me to do my indie hacking. So that's very exciting as well. And I, I was able already, I got my first payment actually. So I will tell you all about it. And then I will just give you updates on the two projects that I'm working on, which are the Indie Lottery and the community. And I guess this last one, the community, you know. But there's some, um, I, I want to talk with you about this because I really don't know what to do. So hopefully I'll get some feedback from you. And uh, yeah, are you excited for uh, for this episode? I, I hope you are. Let's get started. In an ideal world, people would pay to listen to this podcast. That was my dream since the beginning. I wanted to create something and I would want to get the money directly from the listeners. And that kind of happened, right? Some of you paid me coffees or became members of the WB space or, or even became members of the podcast. And that was great. However, unfortunately for me, it's not enough because I want to do this full time and I want to really focus in creating great content for you, the listeners of the WB podcast. And for that, I need time. And to get time, I need money. So for the first time, and I told you this story in the last episode when I was speaking with Sven, I decided to open this podcast for sponsorships. And I was really, really fearful because I, I didn't want to kind of waste your time. I want to, all of the, the seconds, all of the minutes of this podcast, I want them to be interesting for you. And I, I really don't like when I'm listening to the podcast and I basically skip five minutes because it's a sponsor. It makes no sense for me. Why, why would even people pay me, right, to sponsor and speak about a product if all my listeners are just skipping that? So I want to avoid that at the maximum as I can. And for me, the only way to do that is for my sponsors to be something that I genuinely would like to speak about and that I think it's interesting both for you and for my own indie journey. So that was what I, what I was trying to achieve. And I think I'm quite happy with the results so far. Let me just walk you through 
what what I've done to get these sponsors. First of all, I already have an audience on Twitter. And I've told you many, many times how important it is to have an audience because it's so much easier to start, kickstart things. If I was starting now my Twitter account I had, and I had like 10 followers, no one would ever consider sponsoring me. So that's something that's, by the way, it's really, really important. I've been doing this for more than a year now and I, I have, I think, a thousand, almost a thousand seven hundred followers on Twitter, and that makes a difference. So I decided to create a little tally form with my specifications, what I wanted for my sponsorships, what I could give as well to the sponsors, and I shared it on Twitter. And sure enough, I got one person that was interested. This person is Simon Heuberg, the founder of FitHive that I interviewed here in the podcast. And I was super happy because he said, Tiago, I love your content and I want to sponsor it. And I want to sponsor four slots. I was very excited. But at the same time, again, I I was a little bit fearful because I don't want to just have four episodes repeating the same content because for you, it wouldn't be interesting. So I kind of told... Simon or asked him if it would be okay for him to only sponsor one episode and he said that that's not ideal for him because and I totally understand when you are doing this kind of sponsorships you want as well to create a branding and for that the host of the the content creator needs to kind of repeat the the product's name in multiple episodes so he was still very flexible and he said but what we can do is instead of we do four slots in a row, you can just decide whenever you want to do the slots. So you can do one today about one feature of FitHive, and in three weeks you do another one about another feature of FitHive, and we can do it like that. And I was super, super excited because I think that's exactly the way I want to do it. It's not too boring, and I'm not burning you with a lot of information. I'm just giving you interesting information. So today's section... And this is, by the way, the first ever sponsored section of the WB podcast. Today's section will be about FeedHive, which is a social media scheduler. There are other social media schedulers, true. But this one was made by Simon to be perfect for content creators that want to share content across multiple platforms. And if you heard the interview, you kind of know the idea behind FeedHive. I have to be honest, I've never used FeedHive before, but I created an account because, again, I want to make this interesting for you and I, I also want to test it myself. So I created an account for FeedHive and uh, let me talk a little bit about the scheduling feature because that's the, the feature that we'll be speaking today in this section. So the setting up the account was super easy. Connecting with Twitter and LinkedIn was super, super easy. I've done that like in one or two minutes. That, that was really good. And then we reached FeedHive's dashboard and I wanted to create some content. And to be honest, I was not particularly inspired. I just wanted to test it out and I wanted to write something, but I didn't know what to do. And then FeedHive has this cool feature that as it was actually a button kind of blinking and saying, hey, are you looking for inspiration? I said, yes, I am. I clicked and then a piece of text just materialized in front of me. And it was saying the following. I honestly never thought that I've ever achieved blank. So 
The title of this suggestion was Celebrate the Victory, and it started with this. And I immediately, I don't know, it really helped me to come up with an idea. So I decided to think about a little victory, a little victory that had happened this past week or in my journey. And I've told you many, many times that if there's one thing that really, really works on Twitter is to celebrate victories. I'm always telling you to celebrate even the small victories. Every time you reach a Twitter milestone or a product milestone you should speak about it because i don't know why it just has a lot of engagement so i went from having no ideas to have one idea and this idea was i've i've never thought that i would achieve a podcast audience of more than 200 listeners and i was thinking okay perfect now let's post this but before i post feedhive recommended me to add an image I was like okay of course so i quickly took a screenshot of my analytics, and I shared it. I shared it on Twitter. I shared it on LinkedIn. By the way, Feedhive also tells you when when is the best time for you to share. It kind of analyzes your account and sees your engagement and decides and tells you like, okay, if you do it at 9 a.m., it's much better than doing at 11 a.m., for instance. So I think this is really good because now I can back up my social media scheduling with data. And I posted and it was a huge success. I'm not joking with you. It was a huge success. It was a good success on Twitter, but it was a huge success on LinkedIn. I'm just checking my post now, and it had more than 1,000 impressions and more than 20 likes. I normally do not post on LinkedIn, but I mean, it was great. And I got a lot of people coming from LinkedIn to listen to this podcast, and I was really happy. So, yeah, that's my experience with the scheduling feature of FeedHive. And if you are looking to grow your audience and you want to build your product in public or create your own branding or a brand for your company, try out FeedHive and you'll see that you'll be able to save a lot of time from uh, this kind of marketing by repurposing your content and using FeedHive scheduling features to help you out. And now I know what you're thinking. Hey, what about the discount, Yago? Normally there's always a discount. Yes, I know. This is a proper sponsored section. And like a proper sponsored section, we have a discount for you. So if you use the code WBE25, you will get 25% off on the entire first year of your FitHive subscription. All the links and the code, everything will be in the show notes of this episode. And that's it. That's the end of uh, the sponsor section. Let me know if you liked it. Let me know if this was interesting. I really want your feedback, please. You can send me a DM on Twitter, WBTiago. I'm waiting next to my keyboard for your message. And of course, if you want to feature your product in the WB, send me a DM or the tally form will be in the description and we can do that. Now, that was the sponsor section, and that was also what I want to tell you about the sponsorship of this podcast. In the end, I'm really happy with the fact that I'm making money from this project. It feels really good. And suddenly, everything becomes more professional and more serious. <laughs> but I guess that's really cool. That's really good. So I'm really excited to see how this goes. And of course, I will always tell you what's going on with this podcast and in my mind and the, in this indie project of mine. Now, I want to speak about the freelancing. And if you are 
an early listener of this podcast, you know how relevant the money topic has been for me. And I guess you understand, right? I mean, one of the most important first milestones to achieve with our products is to be able to pay our bills. And unfortunately, I've been doing this for more than a year now, and I'm still not able to pay my expenses, at least my full expenses. My MRR is around $600, and that barely pays rent here in Lisbon. So, obviously, I've been anxious. And that anxiety has been probably one of the worst things of being an indie hacker. Don't get me wrong, there's many, many amazing things, and I've never felt so fulfilled. But this little black cloud that is always haunting me makes the whole process less desirable, makes me want to quit, makes me want to find a job so that I can relax. So I keep telling everyone, including my partner, that once I reach these expenses, once that black cloud becomes a little bit lighter, I will be able to relax and enjoy more this process. But unfortunately, it's not that easy to reach that. And and you know I've been trying so many different things. So after more than a year of basically focusing 100% in my projects, I decided to try to find an alternative source of income, something that would bring a little extra cash so that this cloud that is haunting me would go away. But what is the main problem here? The main problem is that where would I find a project, something that would pay me and at the same time would still give enough legrooms that I could focus on my projects? It's really hard because normally companies that are hiring full-time, they don't want to hire part-time. It's really, really hard, at least in the tech area, to find people that are hiring full-time. So my only option was freelancing. I need to find my own clients, people that are willing to either pay me for short-term projects, a project that I can do in a week and gets really well paid, or that are okay with me just working a few hours a week. So I got searching. I was searching on LinkedIn. I shared a post on LinkedIn and Twitter asking if anyone knew someone that was looking for this kind of job. And uh, two things happened. I told you around uh, already about the CTO position, the fractional CTO position. That one, I still don't know what will happen. So I'm still waiting. But at the same time, someone approached me on Twitter because he wanted my help to build a bot. So I thought, okay, great. I know how to build bots. This is a short-term project. Perfect. And that's what I've done. I I asked him for uh, $60 an hour. That was my rate. And that, that the whole process of defining my rate is really, really interesting because it really depends to whom you speak to. So when I speak about my freelancer friends here in Portugal, they all say, what, $60, that's a lot. It's really, really a lot. That's great. I mean, the fact that someone is willing to pay that, that's really, really amazing. And then when I ask my German friends or my US friends, everyone says like, no, that's not enough. You should ask for at least $100. So it really depends on your mindset. And of course, I understand that $60 for me is really the minimum I can ask because this is a short project. 
Maybe I have worked for one week and I get really well paid, but maybe in the next week or the next month I will have nothing. So there's a risk component here that for me to mitigate, I need to ask for this kind of money. And then on top of that, you need to pay taxes and you need to pay social security to get a pension and everything. So in the end, is really not that much. As well, one thing that I've noticed since I started this freelancing I started really counting my time. It's the first time I'm willing to count my time. I remember when I was a software developer working for others, people would come to me and say, hey, Tiago, you need to log your hours. I'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. But now I need to do this just to make sure if my estimations are right. Because when people ask me for me to do a job, I normally give a budget and an estimation. And I don't want to be completely wrong. So... One thing that I also realized that, first of all, it's not that easy to estimate work in, in this area. And if you're a developer, you'll know there's always something that doesn't go well. Either a bug or something that you thought it would work, but then the API doesn't allow you. So that's the first thing. Second thing, there's a lot of back and forth with your client, a lot of conversation. And you need to also estimate that, right? Like just in the first conversation I have with my clients, and I have already two or three conversations, only one actually resulted in the job. The other ones, they really didn't know. But I lost like three or four hours in these conversations. I mean, that's no one paid me to do that. So you need to have all of this in, into account when you're considering your hourly rate. Anyways, I got it. It was super exciting, to be honest. I was super happy because I was able to do this this gig in about 10 hours or so, and I got paid. And just for you to understand, in these eight hours of work, I got paid more than a month of MRR. It's crazy. It's so much like... At the same time, I'm super excited because it means that the market really wants my skills. And to be honest, it kind of feels good. It feels good when you see that you are not not a complete waste that what you have what you know and your the skills you have are still appreciated by the market so it gives you gave me a, like a, an extra boost but at the same time it also makes me feel oh my god like how is it so easy to get money in one hand but so hard to make money with my indie projects anyways super exciting and i still have uh, some extra and more job more work to do to a few freelancing clients, and that's what I'll be trying to do. And I hope that this is kind of a word of mouth kind of thing. So if my clients like my work, they'll speak with their friends, and I will continue to kind of keep my eyes open for these possibilities and maybe reach out every once in a while to people or make a LinkedIn post to see if I can find more of this job. And what I like about this, again, is that I get paid, it kind of helps me to get rid of that money anxiety and at the same time I still have time for my projects. Now you might ask, but Tiago, do you really have a lot of time? The reason why I thought that last week was so stressful as well and I get so much work is because I try to do everything. Now, besides having all the work I have for the indie lottery in the community on my projects, I also have this work of the freelancing. So, Time, unfortunately, doesn't stretch, and I've been working a lot. I really felt this need of work and working long hours and this anxiety, so that's also not good. So I need to make sure that, okay, now that I make money, I know that it's still not ideal. I'm not making directly from my projects, but at least that cloud is going away. I can relax, and I need to know also to say no and take 
my time for my own things and to somehow resume a little bit my social life and all of that, all, all those very, you know, things that I spoke about in the conversation with Sven. If you listen to that, it was my last episode. I It got really deep about the emotions and I was really honest. And those are the things that I, I need to fix as well. So hopefully now with this freelance, I can fix that. And that's it for the freelance topic. There's two more quick topics to speak about, which are my indie projects. And uh, let's let's just get rid of the community topic because, to be honest, it's something that is giving me a little bit of anxiety because I haven't done much around the community. I've tried my best to kind of manage the community and I have a lot of bots and things going on. But, yeah, at the same time, I see that a little bit, the, it seems that the engagement is going down. And I a lot of people left the community. It was probably my worst month, November, because about six people left the community and no one joined, no one knew joined, which is super weird because I see people coming to the page and clicking join the community, but then when they see it's paid, they don't want to join. And I don't know, I've been spending time just thinking and like thinking, what can I do to make it better? How can I increase the conversion? And I have some ideas. But I don't want to tell it because I, I want to test it before, beforehand. But yeah, some of the ideas are just like to make sure that maybe work on, on the process of subs the sub subscription process. Maybe collect the email. One, one thing, for instance, that uh, Peter Levels does in Nomad List is that before even asking for money, it asks for your email. And then if you are not interested, it still has your email. And then I got an email from him or from, you know, Nomad List saying, hey, are you interested in becoming a member? Here's 50% discount. That was really, really smart. So maybe I can play around with that because besides that, like people are clicking on the join button and everything. I just don't understand why it's so hard to convert them. So it's a whole story. Like this is, this has been my nemesis for the past year, and you know this, and you probably are tired of this, and maybe some of you think, Tiago, you should just squeak and leave the community, but of course I cannot do that because I have members and I enjoy it, and I want to grow it, and others might think, or maybe you have the solution. I don't know. If you have the solution, please DM me the solution on Twitter. <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. Now, last but not least, let's speak about the Indie Lottery, the project that I've been probably focusing the most time on. And it's growing. It's cool because one thing that I just worked last week was integrating with the Build With API. I think I told you that I got this nice partnership with Build With. And the Build With basically allows you to give an, a URL that tell you what technology is being used, what tech is being used in that, um, in that product. So I added that to the products page. So now when you go to IndieLottery.com, you can see all the more than like 170 products and you can see the technology that is being used. And I think this is really cool because maybe I can even do some graphs and show what is the most used technology. I don't know. There's a lot of potential, 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 <laughs> a lot of uh, potential there. And uh, I think it's really interesting as well because I want to make the product not to just be a gag or something that is, ah, funny, lottery. No, I want to it really to be a place where you can discover great indie products and as well where you can get discovered, where you can just 
simply add your product and let the lottery do its work and the lottery will find you potential customers, partnerships, etc. So that part is working fine and I can really see the engagement going, growing. And I think that's, by the way, something that I, I believe that I'm good at. I believe that I'm good at making products that people like. My, the part that is missing for me is the marketing. Anyways, that's really cool. And that part worked really well. At the same time, I've been working really well with João. And in the beginning, we had some... Uh, or we still have... It's I don't want to say issues. But he is a designer. He focuses more on the design details. I'm a developer. I focus more on the development details. And we need... Both of us need to think, okay, let's put that aside and let's focus on marketing, which is the most annoying part. But we have found some cool ways to get people in the lottery. Cold DMs is one of them, and I know that you are surprised. Cold DMs, Tiago, but that never works. Well, it did. And what we, we the way we kind of like shared our work is that João hates speaking with people and says, like, I don't want to do that. So I said, okay, I can do that, but then you have to find the people that I should reach out to. So João is now doing a huge work of going to indie hackers and finding like product builders and then check out their uh, Twitter accounts. And then he sends all of that to me. And then I use Hive.OE to send messages to people. And then I collect feedback from people. And a lot of these people, basically what the message says is that I'm looking for feedback. Can you help? They often really, they answer, a lot of them answer and they really give great feedback. Like a lot of this feedback then is clustered and it's converted to Trello tasks. And as well, a lot of people, they check the website, they like it and they end up uh, submitting their projects. So because of that, I can see that the the number of projects, the audience is growing, which is amazing. At the same time, Indie Hackers is still a, gl- a great, a great, a great platform like i know that i had my issues with indie hackers i told you about it where people call me a spammer (laughs) and i I don't want that to happen again but it just works so well when i go there and i comment in a post and i kind of tag my products people just go it's amazing so well i i'm still doing that but like in a very very much lower scale i'd like i own maybe i do one comment per day even less but that's still good And that's our focus. Basically, those two things that are our focus plus our the the marketing loop that I told you about. We are trying exploring a lot of things. So far, nothing is really working. The only thing that really works is when people submit their project. Then there's a little tweet banner. And by the way, this was really game changer. Like I think it was Anthony. I saw it in Indie Worldwide in the Anthony's page. This is something that you need to do. If you want people to tweet something, do not just say tweet here. Just put a screenshot of what the tweet will look like. And that makes a whole difference, really. Like a lot of people see and they say, oh, I like that. And they click. So most, a lot of people are actually clicking on that. And then they end up sharing on Twitter, which is great. And now we want to play around the gamification. We want to create some badges like like you have on Product Hunt. And we, under, we want to send these badges to people's emails saying, one idea that we have now is in the end of the week, we see the product that got the most clicks and we create the product of the week. And we send this badge to the person that wanted and say, hey, you are the product of the week, congrats. Here's a badge that you can to add to your website. So this is all the kind of ideas we are thinking to create this viral loop. 
And uh, we are really investing a lot of time on this, but it's a lot of exploration. Like a lot of things don't work and we have to pull them out and try other things. And that's basically product building. Yeah, that's been it. The product has been growing. We get a few customers, not a lot, but some people are interested in, in sponsoring their products, which is great. And uh, if you want to do it, by the way, you can just go to IndieLottery.com yeah, and there's a little section where you can sponsor the lottery and get featured for seven days in our website and in our newsletter. That's it. That's it for today's episode. I hope it wasn't too long. And I hope you enjoyed it. I, like always, miss talking with you. It's always good. It's like therapeutical. I want to hear from you as well. So if you have questions about your products, if there's any way I can help you, DM me on Twitter at WBETiago. Besides that, you can become a member of the WBE space, a community for indie makers. It's $10 per month, but it's really, really fun. And the links will be in the description. If you want to sponsor this podcast, again, links in the description. I will speak about your indie product here and uh, it will be really, really fun. And besides that, yeah, there's the merch, the indie merch and all. Like I'm just wearing actually a sweater from uh, WB Space. So they look cool. Everything will be in the show notes. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. Who is following the World Cup this year? Portugal! Portugal!